Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. Yesterday, you had Dr. Paul Kangoram. We did some analysis of the uh, West Virginia governor's race in particular. Got a response from uh, a listener. It went like this. Al, love your show and commentary, but couldn't disagree more with your and your guest analysis of the election as far as Trump goes. The issues that Youngkin ran on were all Trump issues, not moderate Republican issues. And without a huge turnout from the MAGA coalition, none of this happens. He exposed so much that had been hitherto hidden or considered conspiracy theory, the corruption and unholy alliance of big tech, big media, big business, many politicians, including Republicans, election fraud, etc. The conversation is still all about Trump and has no, has no way moved on. I suspect that the Lord is far from done with him, end quote. Well, first of all, thanks uh, for the kind words. And of course, you may be right. When we discuss political matters on this program, we distinguish them from dogmatic matters. They are prudential decisions that get made, and Catholics will often disagree. Uh, time will tell. Uh, I would never deny that those who voted for Trump in 2016 and 2020 also voted for Youngkin. And I certainly wouldn't deny that uh, former President Trump uh, would continue to have influence. Uh, he'll have influence. But I don't think I can agree that it was President Trump who revealed much that we didn't already know about big tech, uh, big business, uh, corrupt military spending, etc. But let me stay focused on the, your principal concern, which was the Virginia election. Youngkin's appeal, and this is what I thought was significant, Youngkin's appeal went well beyond Trump's base. If you compare Youngkin's and Trump's margin of defeat in Democrat strongholds like Fairfax County, it looks like Youngkin appealed to moderate Democrats, which Trump failed to do in 2020. We had a huge turnout uh, on an off-year election in Virginia. McAuliffe won Fairfax County 65% of the vote. But Youngkin won 35% of the vote and improved on Trump's 29% from the year before. This improvement on Trump's performance played out over the state time and again. Youngkin, it's being said, took back the suburbs for Republicans. Now, we'll see what happens, of course, in 2024. Also, um, and even 2022. Also, Youngkin's success was directly tied uh, to McAuliffe's and Attorney General Merrick Garland's poking mama bear. I mean, <laughs> their ham-fisted and clueless insulting of parents was, in the providence of God, unwittingly timed to create resonance among the Virginia electorate. Parents instinctually know that mom and dad are the primary educators of their children, and they fought back. In one interview, the woman who headed up the mama bears in Virginia claimed to be a registered Democrat. I haven't confirmed that, but it does seem from looking at interviews and uh, articles that moderate Democrat parents were apparently ticked off. Uh, even though Garland's memo did not use the phrase domestic terrorist, he and the teacher's lobby were so disengaged from parental concerns that they wanted to call in the FBI to investigate uh, these parent meetings. Now, I don't doubt that members of Trump's coalition were active in all this, but the furor over parental rights and education really does predate Trump's coalition. As I remember, Trump's 2016-2020 appeal was to push back, one, to push back against the cultural elites who sneer and bully those of us who are more overtly religious, patriotic, pro-life, family-oriented. 
Uh, he wanted to mobilize white working class men by promising to return heavy manufacturing to America, by ending trade agreements like NAFTA uh, and TPP that ship jobs overseas. He promised to nominate Supreme Court justices like Scalia. Uh, he promised to protect our borders and build the wall. Young can only focus on the first of those um, appealing Trump uh, platform issues. Now, again, you know, my opinion on this is subject to challenge, but it was good for Trump, I think, to move off center stage. New Republican leadership needs to emerge. I mean, Trump's more of a sledgehammer, right? He breaks down walls of political correctness that had intimidated many Republican leaders. But having done that, we now need lots more uh, claw hammers and ball peen and mallets and clubs and, and street peens. Uh, these won't emerge with President Trump dominating the scene. He's one of those men, one of those leaders who sucks all the oxygen out of the room. He's the master that doesn't seem to know how to make disciples who will become future masters. I mean, look what happened to his closest formal colleagues, Pence, Pompeo, Barr. You know, on January 6th, he dropped Pence like a box of kitty litter when Pence refused to violate the Constitution and unilaterally determine which electoral votes counted and which didn't. This was after four years of Pence's loyal submission. Compare his treatment of Pence to Reagan's treatment of George H.W. Bush. Reagan knew how to keep people on the stage with him. Uh, former President Trump doesn't seem to know how to do that while retaining his stature as leader. And again, Catholics can and will disagree about these prudential issues. And I do agree with you that the Lord is not done with Donald Trump. In fact, there are rumors uh, growing that he's himself been um, becoming more active spiritually. I pray that's true. Certainly, he remains close to the Pentecostal preacher Paula White. And he still commands a lot of evangelical Protestant and conservative Catholic support. So it would be foolish to dismiss his influence. But we can argue over the degree of his influence. Um, so let me push on this a little bit more. Youngkin's victory in Virginia wasn't the only conservative victory on Tuesday. But it was the most visible, and it demonstrated that a Republican not tied to former President Trump could actually do better than Trump did in 2020. Now, let's go to what the critics bring up, race. Youngkin was accused of race baiting because of his opposition to critical race theory. As I pointed out yesterday, critical race theory does have a technical definition, but the Virginia website does urge teachers to adopt critical race theory. But really, the phrase critical race theory has morphed into a synonym for social engineering that's done by educators who apparently consider themselves the betters of the parents. Unfortunately, rather than understand the parental outrage, which, by the way, was not partisan, critics of Youngkin tried to chalk his victory up to his use of racist dog whistles. Listen to this extended montage of reaction uh, from his critics. Glenn Youngkin played the race card for a reason, because he knows it works on certain white voters. He did stoke white grievance politics to mobilize a Republican base. He's laundered Trump's really sort of disgusting, flagrant out-racism. Yep. He's wrapped it in education. Yep. Education, right. which is code for 
White parents don't like the idea of teaching about race. That's the fundamental problem for these parents and this anti-CRT movement. They don't like the way whiteness is being portrayed in these new, more inclusive lessons. This wasn't about those pocketbook issues. This was about how white kids feel talking about what black kids go through. We, we could we could go we could go on with this for a long time. But um, accusations of racism, racial insensitivity, white fragility are going to continue to be used as ways of gaining political and emotional leverage over others. This accusation of racism continues to be used as a way of silencing the concerns of black and white conservatives. Now Tuesday night gave us another picture of how absurd the continual charge of racism can be. The new black lieutenant governor of Virginia Virginia, uh, decided to attack it head on and taught the critics a lesson. Listen to Winsome Sears. There are some who want to divide us, and we must not let that happen. They would like us to believe we are back in 1963 when my father came. We can live where we want. We can eat where we want. We own the water fountains. We have had a black president elected not once but twice, and here I am, living proof. In case you haven't noticed, I am black, and I have been black all my life. You know, it really amazes me how all those Virginians who elected Joe Biden all of a sudden turned racist in less than a year, and then were so blind that they voted for a conservative black lieutenant governor. I mean, this is... This is how silly this whole thing becomes. You know, if you were white and didn't vote for Obama, you were accused of being a racist. If you did vote for Obama, you were only fooling yourself that you were not a racist. You can't win in the way this uh, present-day argument is constructed. It is not constructive. Your actions are insignificant. You're a racist, have always been a racist, will always be a racist. And, of course, this is silly until you realize that's not really about you personally. It's about winning political power. Repeat the charge over and over again until people hear it so often that it gains some plausibility and people begin to think that maybe those conservatives, Republicans, are racist after all. The accusation of racism isn't a serious diagnosis of your heart or of America's moral standing. It's a political device designed to intimidate and win power. You know, don't take the bait, Uh, don't react. Respond. Respond like a follower of Jesus. Respond with love. Listen. Uh, There's a lot we can learn about the black experience in America. It is an incredible history full of heroic Christian actions. I've I've done it before. I mentioned the older uh, documentary series, Eyes on the Prize, uh, which I still think holds up pretty well. Look, Catholics are the custodians of the doctrine the divinely revealed doctrine, that the human race is one. We're all sons and daughters of Adam and Eve. Christ died for all. And we're commanded to take the gospel to all peoples. St. Paul gloried in the reality that we're all one in Christ Jesus, Jew and Gentile, slave and free, male and female. So, look, let's enjoy the fact of being Catholic, universal. We're a global people. And Americans used to be known as the great melting pot, right? Catholics are the best situated religious community to call America back from this tortured racial ethnic hostility to a ready embrace of all those who support the ideals of this country. But it is the baptized 
who are best equipped to lead the way, right? We are the ones who know that we don't, we don't eliminate anybody, no race, no ethnicity, uh, not short people, not tall people, not brilliant people, not dumb people. All of them are called to the Eucharistic table uh, if they're in a state of sanctifying grace. So I think the baptized lead the way on this. And this is why I say all the time, build the church. Let's be who we really are, who Christ has defined us, right? Let's be who we really are. Build the church. And we will bless the nation. <laughs>